Is the left evil? No, of course not. That's extremely hyperbolic. However, I do think it's fair to say that there are elements of the left that are absolutely evil, at least to my standard. And this means they're narcissistic, egotistical. They think they're better than everyone and they want to wield power against others. They are the authoritarian regressive left. Now I bring this up because yesterday, Marcus Pearson, the famous game developer who made Minecraft, said on Twitter, if you are still on the left, please wake up. You are evil. He was referencing an incident where a game developer lost a lifetime achievement award because activists made up false accusations against him to trigger a Me Too moment in gaming. He later went on to clarify that it was a small contingent of people on the left that are really dominating the conversation. And I think that's true. Now, whether or not you want to define this behavior, the the regressive behavior, social justice activists who are kind of shutting down speech, whether or not you want to say that's evil is entirely up to you. But we do have a study that just came out showing narcissists do not like diversity of opinion and white liberals tend to be racist. So today, let's take a look at some of these studies, but I also want to go through the ramifications of this narcissistic elitism and what happens when people think they're better than you and how it affects politics in real life. But before we get started, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Timcast if you want to support my work. Patrons are the backbone of the content I create. I know many of you are asking for more on-the-ground reporting. It is coming. I am building a mobile studio, and I will have a slew of actual field reporting and on-the-ground conversations on my channel, Subverse, as soon as that project is done. So if you want to help me out, patreon.com forward slash TimCast. I want to start by taking a look at these tweets from Notch, because it kind of highlights where we're going with the conversation. He said, Reminder that the creator of Atari missed out on a Lifetime Achievement Award because sexist dickfaces made up proven lies about him because gaming hadn't had its Me Too moment yet. If you're still on the left, please wake up. You are evil. He tweeted shortly after, We are where we are because the tiny, insane loudmouths usurped the left and used shame to keep people in line. And the left, where unity is very valued, has their strength used against themselves and is now fully evil. People going along with evil for the principle of it are unfortunately evil. Well-meaning, but evil. There are a lot of people that are much more passionate about this than I am. Certainly, I am no stranger to criticizing the left because I do it substantially more than I criticize the right. And the reason for that, as I've explained in the past, is that I'm on the left and I feel like these people are causing me problems. How am I supposed to push my values when authoritarian, narcissistic egotists are shutting everything down? For me, this is one of the biggest problems we face as a culture. But a study was recently published by Kent University showing that narcissists do not like democracy or diversity of opinion. And I wonder if there was a correlation there, and I think there is a correlation between narcissism and the regressive left. From Eureka Alert, narcissists less likely to support democracy. New research suggests that people with a narcissistic self-view are more likely to demonstrate lower support for democracy. They are also more likely to feel that democracies are not good in maintaining order or that it would be better if countries were run by strong leaders or the military. The research, which was co-led by psychologists at the University of Kent, suggests this is probably because narcissists tend to feel entitled and superior to others, which results in lower tolerance of diverse political opinions. In contrast, people who take a positive, non-defensive self-view and trust others are more likely to show support for democracy, the research found. The study could actually go in either direction. The far right, which is associated with strong traditionalism, and the far left, which is associated with the regressive left and communism and those things. Although left and right are typically ill-defined, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. It's often very complicated. The point is, People who are narcissistic tend not to like democracy. They don't like diverse political opinions. So right now, for those of us that are focused on the regressive left, 
we can see that perhaps the reason they do not support diverse opinions is because they're extremely narcissistic and they believe they're better than you. This is actually, I think this is fairly obvious to most people that this is the case, especially among mainstream Democrats. What did Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks say? I think so poorly of them. And the reason why is because, look, I don't think that you're a single issue voter. I just think you're dumb. Okay, I think you're, yeah, you're an idiot. You're an idiot, okay? You are voting against your best interests. I just, I'm losing my mind tonight because of how stupid the majority of the country is. And we also have a recent example of Marzi Hirono rather politely saying that she's very smart and they need to explain this to people. One of the things that we uh, Democrats um, have a really hard time uh, is connecting to people's hearts instead of here. Um, we're really good at shoving out all the information that touch people here but not here. And I have been saying at all of our Senate Democratic retreats that we need to speak to the heart, not in a manipulative way, not in a way that brings forth everybody's fears and, and resentments, but truly to speak to the heart so that people know that we're actually on their side. We have a really hard time doing that. And one of the reasons that, that it was told to me at one of our retreats was that we Democrats know so much that is true. And we have to kind of tell everybody how smart we are. And, and so we have a tendency to, to be very left brain. And we think this, uh, really, that, hasn't, that, that is not how people make decisions. There are a lot of people who are ragging on Hirono because it sounds like she's saying Democrats need to explain how smart they are. What I think she's actually saying is that Democrats often too much talk about how smart they are and don't connect with people on a personal level. They think they're smarter than you, just like what we saw from Anna Kasparian. But this leads itself to another position. Why then do we see this idea of white privilege? Why then do we see so many white progressives claiming everyone else is racist? The reality is these are narcissists who think they're smarter than everyone who are actually rather racist. This story recently came out from Yale Insights. You may have heard me talk about it. White liberals present themselves as less competent in interactions with African-Americans. The article says, researchers found that liberal individuals were less likely to use words that would make them appear highly competent when the person they were addressing was presumed to be black rather than white. No significant differences were seen in the word selection of conservatives based on the presumed race of their partner. It was kind of an unpleasant surprise to see this subtle but persistent effect, Dupree says. Even if it's ultimately well-intentioned, it could be seen as patronizing. They go on. Initial data from follow-up studies suggest that describing a black person as highly intelligent, thus reversing the stereotype, or as already highly motivated to get along with whites, thus removing the need to prove goodwill, can reduce the likelihood that a white person will downplay their competence in their interactions with the black person. To put it simply, there are white progressives who think minorities are dumb, who think they're smarter than you, and will talk down to you based on your race. I couldn't believe the findings of this result. I really didn't believe it to be true. I genuinely believe that most liberals weren't really racist. But perhaps the reason they're so dedicated to being anti-racist or pushing the idea of white privilege is because they really do believe they're smarter than everyone else, especially based on race. And we can see the ramifications of this narcissism. Silicon Valley, which is considered to be highly progressive, is criticized for having an intolerant liberal culture. Google is criticized for the exact same reason. Now, you might be saying to me, based off of what I just showed you, it's true. It is liberals. It is the left that has these regressive views as a whole. But I don't think that's true. I think for the most part, as Marcus Pearson pointed out, there are people who kind of just go along with this 
and he calls that evil. I don't necessarily blame the unwitting masses for just following suit, thinking they're doing the right thing simply because they're ignorant. But we can see from data from hidden tribes, it is a small portion of the left and most liberals are an exhausted majority. This is a study I've also pointed out in the past where we can see the progressive activists are actually only around 8% of Americans and the exhausted majority, which includes moderates, traditional liberals, passive liberals, and the politically disengaged is the majority of people in this country. And the liberals, they fall into the exhausted majority. What ends up happening is this vocal minority, 8% of the country, the far left, dominate the conversation and the exhausted majority just follow suit because they don't want to be combative. They don't want to get into it. We can then see how this mentality, this behavior leads itself into the world we see today of social justice and the regressive left. In this story from Inc., It highlights how Jack Dorsey felt Twitter would like people to engage in healthy public conversations. He said promoting such conversations is now the company's singular priority with the goal, with the first goal being to figure out how to quantify something as abstract as conversational health. Quite simply, the people at these companies are trying to police hate speech because they feel it's their right to do so. We just saw Apple CEO Tim Cook say it was a sin not to take out hate speech. The strange thing about Tim Cook's statement is that he was talking almost specifically about Alex Jones, saying that the platform had gotten rid of a violent conspiracy theorist, while completely omitting the fact that Apple has a ton of songs, both modern and classical, that contain hate speech in their lyrics. I pointed this out in my video a few days ago. They have a song from Eazy-E, where he talks about, let's just say, trying to force a woman that he's robbing to do certain things. And when he finds out it's a trans woman, he does more horrible things with a gun to this person. That's on Apple's platform. So it's not really about addressing the issues of morality. It's about these people thinking that they're smarter than you, calling you dumb and telling you what you can or cannot see. Why is it that Tim Cook wants to get rid of certain things and not other things that fall in the same category? Why is it that Twitter tends to tolerate anti-white speech, but not anti-black speech? The reason is likely that these narcissistic individuals, and again, it's not all of the left, but these narcissistic individuals think that white people are smarter or more likely to be smarter, maybe due to their white privilege, and thus they talk down to minorities. That phenomenon probably leads them to saying, oh, it's fine if the people who are down there are doing it. That's not a problem. It's that they truly believe white people are smarter or at least are likely to, and they try and talk down to minorities. And maybe it's this narcissism that leads them to think they must be the white saviors of all of the poor minority people. What I found fascinating about Notch's conversation the other day was when someone asked him, and what about the people with classically left positions that are firmly against the neoliberal social justice witch hunting BS? He said, right centrists now. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I've met former Occupy Wall Street activists who are now Trump supporters. There are people who voted for Bernie who are now Trump supporters. What I think ends up happening is liberal elitism, this idea, this narcissism, this forcing their views and beliefs on other people, it pushes some people away. Those of us that are close to the center, I myself center left, can feel the pressure daily from these people basically saying, get off of our wing. I don't want to because I don't want to cede the Overton window to authoritarians. This isn't necessarily a left versus right issue. It's an ideological authoritarianism versus more free thinking and libertarianism. 
It's important to know the distinction between authoritarian and libertarian on the political spectrum. If you are South, you are a libertarian. If you are North, you are authoritarian. The left, as we call it today, and probably what Notch is referring to, is the authoritarian statist regressive left. They genuinely believe your rights are derived from the government. That's why they talk about how free speech doesn't exist on these platforms because the First Amendment only protects you from the government. They conflate the concept of an inalienable right that exists within everybody with a protection imposed on the government. They don't understand the difference that the government isn't giving you the right. They are simply prevented from inhibiting it. Those of us who believe in a free society believe that even private corporations should not be infringing on free speech. But those people who are more statist and believe your rights don't exist outside of the government, they think these platforms should be shutting you down. And it probably correlates to their narcissism, the belief that they're smarter than you, that they're better than you, that you're dumb, and thus they should tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. That kind of worries me. But the good thing from this study is we find that people who have self-esteem and are more trusting of others are willing to let democracy work. They're willing to allow different political ideas to float around in the marketplace of ideas and to debate them. I am concerned when I see people who are as high profile as Notch say things like they are evil because I feel like he's not necessarily wrong. It is a small contingent, a vocal minority that has taken over. But there is also the concept of the banality of evil that some people just go along with the system because it works or they benefit from it or they think it's morally just. You have to question authority. You have to question morality and you have to make sure what you're doing is always right and you are minimizing harm. There's a lot of challenges to doing the right thing and being a good person. But preventing people from expressing themselves and destroying someone's career with lies, to me, those fall into the bracket of evil. But let me know what you think. Do you think it's hyperbolic to say the left is evil? Because I certainly do. I know many people on the left who are absolutely not evil. Though I will say I know a lot of people on the left who are narcissistic. I don't think they're necessarily evil just because they think they're better than everyone else. But I do think this belief can push itself into behaviors that become evil. Authoritarianism, manipulation, etc. Comment below and let me know what you think. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'll have more videos up on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.